as this show is being released, there is one minute left in 2022. Wow. Almost over. But that's okay. My name is Phil, and this is The Lib. Hey, my name is Phil, and you're listening to The Lib. Time is a crazy thing, isn't it? Another year is on its way, and without a doubt, I was just sitting here thinking about it. Time is interesting. It's it's kind of like water. I'm not going all Bruce Lee on you, but think about this, though. Think about it. When time's just moving right along, it's like you turn on the faucet and it just flows down the drain. And you have it for that second while it's coming down and then it's gone. Sometimes we can freeze it, turn it into ice, like a picture, take a picture. And that moment of time is frozen and it stays there. Or if things get too hot and things move all around and things are happening really fast, it starts to boil and it starts to get hot and then it turns into steam and it disappears. Time is really funny like that. It really does make a lot of similarities with water. So the best thing we can do is when it starts to come down the sink, come down the faucet, catch a little bit of it, drink it up, enjoy it. Because we can only freeze it for so long and if not, it's going to evaporate one way or the other. You gotta just embrace it. Take it for what it is. Sometimes that water is really clean and it's crisp and cool and everybody loves it. Or it can be really warm and it can taste like amazing tea because I do not like coffee at all. But you gotta take it in that moment and you gotta drink it for what it is. Um... Another year has gone by, quite literally, as you're listening to this, one way or the other, it is January 2023, whatever day that might be, after the first, if you don't listen to it right away, because I literally set to drop this episode at 11.59 on New Year's Eve. So, the last conceivable moment of 2022 has been preserved in a little bit of a blurb, but that's just about it. Um, as far as my 2022 went, I believe that if you look at the archives, which I encourage, um, check out last year's episode, which came out on New Year's Day, where I was pretty much going on about some of the things that I wanted to do in 2022 and it's what I actually did. I actually went back and I listened to it a little bit and realized that there were definitely some parts that I touched on from last year and I was able to do a little bit of something about it. And then there were some things that I completely failed on, but that's what it is. And the one thing that I failed on the most completely was, um, well, we'll get to that when we get to that. When you think about it, you'll understand that there was a reason for the justification of the failure. And some people are like, oh, I can justify failure. Well, you could justify failure in one of two ways. You were either ill-prepared for the endeavor that you attempted. You either 
missed the opportunity when it presented to you, or you just flat out couldn't do it. And in my case, I flat out couldn't do it in one regard. Now, thinking about what was on my plate for 2022, I certainly made a lot of moves in the right direction. And a lot of my focus was actually towards making those things happen. Now, hopefully you had more success than I did. Um, but you never know. Like That's what's beautiful about life and time sometimes. There is no exact way to get what you were trying to look at. A lot of times, the easiest way is usually the simplest. People say, yeah, go ahead. That's the way to go. A lot of times when you try that easiest road, it may not be the exact road that you need to take. You might have to go in a different direction in order to get there. In my case, that's kind of what happened a little bit. But the main event is going to start just about now. Ding, ding, ding. Main event time. Main event time. Well, as I went over my notes again... Tried to see some of the stuff that I wanted to work on in the year 2022. And it turns out that I was able to scratch the surface on a few of those things, but not quite get as deep into them as I wanted to. And one of the big things was uh, I wanted to get a few of my cards graded. And that's a process that requires advanced analysis of a trading card or some other item and I have probably four real big trading cards that I think that I wanted to have graded last year because the potential for uh, high value dollars in return for these four cards is really good um, I have two Emmett Smith rookie cards out of a collection of over a hundred and I believe that those are my two best Emmett Smith cards obviously I also have a 92 Shaq Gold rookie card that I talk about in one of the archives. Uh, I got it out of a box of gum, of all things. Crazy card, really good. And then I also have a card from that same year, Derek Jeter, his rookie card. And it's in fairly decent condition. And I think that all four of those cards were on the top of my list of what I wanted to go and have graded. Now, the process itself costs a few dollars because you're going to have to send it to an expert who's going to go over it with a fine-tooth comb, essentially. Make sure that there's no imperfections, or if there are imperfections, decide how bad the imperfections are. And after they've gone over it and determined how the card is to be perceived from that day forth, it is then sealed up, locked up into a special case, and the card will forever be graded at that level. And you will then have the value based off of that level. Now, it's safe to say that the card has a certain value in general, any card. But if it's graded, now, it's going to increase the card's value as long as it's got a pretty solid grade. Now, the best possible grade, of course, it, it, it works from a, 
a 0 through 10 scale. So if you get a 10, that's as good as it gets. Um, my personal hope and opinion about all those cards is I'd like one of them to be a 10, of course. I think if there was a possibility, maybe one of the Emmets might be a 10. But best case scenario, I wouldn't want anything under a 7. And I think that um, at minimum, just based on by eye, just from eye, I could say that from what you can see, just looking at it from with your eye, it looks like those cards are in pretty decent shape. So I couldn't imagine them being lower than that. But when they put them under the microscope, you never know what they might find. And that's why I'm hoping for sevens. And unfortunately, in the process of attempting to find some places to get them graded, now, that's one of those situations where you have to rely on the trust of the people who are doing it. Well, I found a few places, some more reputable than others, some that people trusted, some that I've I've talked to a few people at my job, and they had recommended a place or two, and again, I'll be honest with you, as much as I want these cards graded, the value that, well, the price of the grading itself in comparison to the fact that I would have to relinquish the card and have it out of my possession and trust the person to actually do it, I'm still working on that trust issue. And thus, I haven't had any of those cards graded because, like I said, in order to get it graded, it has to be out of your hands. And you have to trust the person who's going to grade it. And... I'm still trying to build up that trust that when I hand these people my card or cards, which would not be a smart idea, especially right now, I wouldn't feel comfortable handing over all four of those cards that I would consider rating. I would only hand them one at a time. And upon getting it back, then I would consider giving them another one. And I haven't done it yet because... Well, I'm still, like I said, still trying to build up that trust in these people. So that's one of the aspects that I was trying to consider that did not work out very well. Um, so that one, I got a big L on that one. I got a loss on that one, so I didn't do it. But it's still something that I did take the time to do some research on, and I found a few things, and it was in my general, um, I was able to do it, but I just was unwilling to. Another thing that I was trying to do was I wanted to start a collection of the championship belts. And I started that. I got one. The WWE championship belt replica. Cost a few dollars. But I'm real pleased with it. And it's the first of the collection. Um... Because there was a nice hefty price tag to it. I'm not in any overzealous hurry to get another one. Although I am kind of um, considering which one I would want to go after next. When the opportunity presents itself, I'm probably decided on the Intercontinental Championship. Um, 
and there's several versions. The one that I would not want is the newest, more active version that the WWE is issuing now. I personally can't stand it. I don't like the design in any way. And it's my favorite title, but I hate the design. Absolutely hate it. I wouldn't want one. I couldn't see myself spending three to four hundred dollars on that. I, I just couldn't. However, one of the older, more classic titles, say the one from the late eighties, early nineties, with the black uh, the black um, strap and the real thick uh, faceplate. I love that one. It's probably my favorite design, and it edged out the U.S. Championship. And I think that that's the one that I would focus my attention on when the opportunity presents itself. So I did, in fact, make a move on that in a positive way. So that was something I did, and in fact, accomplished. Um, another kind of major fail, but not really. I think it was more of a, um, a conscientious objection. Um, I wanted to try and consider some information about car sharing and seeing if I could make that an, a side income stream. And I looked into it pretty deeply. I had a, for a friend who, um, who had done it for a little while and he also did some of those ride Things. He actually did Uber, I believe, or Lyft. I can't remember which one it is exactly. But that was something that he also did. Um, now, as far as car sharing goes, I had probably the same sort of issues I had with the cars that I had with my card collection. I now have to relinquish my vehicle to someone for a length of time that they promised that they would return it. Now, I understand that I could set my rates and I could, um, uh, as a mechanic, be able to keep up with my vehicle myself. And I even came up with a plan where I would have the car available three weeks a month. And that last month would be specifically for maintenance to make sure that that car was going to be up to snuff and I would guarantee myself that I would take that last that week and just sort of black out a week every month to make sure the oil was changed make sure the tires were still good check all the lights um, check all the fluid levels make sure they're proper uh, in the month where the inspection is required make sure that it has the inspection done um, any other um, wear items like brakes and tires would be maintained during that time period. That was a pretty good plan. Um, only deal was, like I said, the idea of getting somebody to have my vehicle for any length of time and trusting that they would bring it back, making sure that we had a nice drop-off spot and knowing not knowing exactly where the people are going to be at or from who are going to be taking the vehicle to make sure that I could have them at a centralized drop-off place and eh, to me I wouldn't want these people to come to my house 
and a lot of things were going through my mind as far as that was concerned. And one of the big things was I wanted to actually have a totally separate vehicle for it. And in order to make it worth my while, in order for somebody to take it, they would either need to have something um, fairly basic. And I figured that's what my mindset was going to be. I wasn't going to be trying to do the luxury vehicle. I just wanted your regular, ordinary, small, compact sedan that somebody could just take to the store if that's what they wanted to do. Um, I would be more, I would prefer to have had people do that. Where it's just like, oh, I'm just going to go grocery shopping. Maybe I'll take a day trip somewhere. I don't know. Something like that. Somebody might say, oh, I'm going to take it on vacation. I'm going to drive it all the way to Florida. Mm, don't know if that's what I was looking for to get out of a car share. And I think that because of my unwillingness to want to move it to that distance was a little bit of a problem. Even though I know that, um, I know some people who've actually done it and there are some people who can, um, you can have a mileage restriction. You could say you can only go a thousand miles or whatever it is, or 500 miles. And then you have to pay a certain amount of money after that. Um, that all looked good, but at the end of the day, I would prefer to have been able to buy another car separately altogether to work on it and have that as the basis of the car share program. That's what I would want it to do. And it just didn't fall into place. I couldn't really get everything the way I wanted to get it in order for that to work. Um, am I going to leave it on the back burner? Maybe, but it definitely didn't. Uh, coming to fruition for 2022. You never know what might happen next year or the year after that. You just never know. Um, another one that I really wanted to try, and I looked at it very, very hard, very, very seriously on a number of different fronts, and that is wanting to produce shirts for the show. Now, I've come across a bunch of different options of places where you can order shirts and get a variety of sizes and colors and have all that stuff put together. And the price per unit was more than I wanted to pay in those areas as far as um, getting the production going with the shirts. Now, what were the items that I would want to put on shirts? Well, clearly, I would want to use some of those sayings that I've used as words of wisdom. I think quite a few of them would go well on shirts. In fact, um, some of the shirts that I wear on the everyday basis are sayings very similar to those. And the fact that I was willing to buy that shirt and wear it made me figure that other people might be willing to buy and wear the shirts that I would come up with with sayings. And I figured that it would be a good idea. However, again, the production costs as far as going to one of the bigger companies was way more than I could deal with, even for just a short term. Even a few shirts would cost too much for me to buy and then sell. I wouldn't really be able to make a profit on it at all. It would have been almost a total loss. So I then looked into actually getting a press itself 
that I could actually then make the shirts myself. And that, of course, was a more viable option. The price ranges for those presses and the quality for the presses was definitely manageable. It really is. Um, now, the next step would be to actually be able to find where I could get the t-shirts in a couple different sizes in order to manufacture the shirts. Of course, I haven't been able to find a price range for a cheap enough shirt yet, or have I gotten the printing press for the shirts. And it, again, that one is going to be on the back burner, something that is going to happen, whether or not it'll happen in 2023, who knows? It'll be something that I will be cognizant of and be very aware of what I'm doing as far as that is concerned. As things move through the year, I'm going to be looking at options here and there, never really willing to stop and say, eh, no, I'm not going to do it, but always considering if it's possible for me to do right now, as far as the shirts go. Um, I can promise you that even if I stop the show tomorrow and never record another episode, there's still going to be a day in the future where you will be wearing or being able to buy one of my shirts based on the sayings that I've already used. That's a fact. It's just a matter of how I can get it together. But for sure, I'm looking to do that. And if I can get that to work in 2023, well, that would be a plus. An absolute plus. Um, now I believe the biggest and most painful literally and figuratively situation that went on was my gym goals oh my goodness i had the perfect plan and i do mean perfect um anybody who's listened to this show knows that i've been a gym rat once again since 2017 and during that time i was came up with a specific program early on and I stuck to it. Dropped a ton of weight, ate the right things, constantly um, questioning supplements and um, trying the ones that I felt were um, both effective in the vitamin and the mineral aspects and um, stuff that would help me um, maintain focus. Um, I've used some fat burners, some tea boosters, which is something that is never off the table altogether. Um, I even went as far as to, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I went as far as to actually research the effects of steroids and human growth hormones. I went deep into this. And don't get me wrong, I didn't take any steroids or human growth hormones. And one of the reasons was, absolutely, I know that they're bad for you. And the other reason is, I was doing research on people who were doing them, 
who then determined that they were, in fact, not the best thing for them, and watching some of those people die as a result of taking them. So there was no question that I was not going to use any of those performance-enhancing drugs. But I did come up with a variety of types of workout that I used that seemed to work real well for me. And this year, well, last year, 2022, I had planned on... um breaking my workouts into training blocks for the first time because prior to that I had just simply done two things prior to that um in the beginning probably the first couple of years uh 2017 through 2019 yeah I would well actually 2017 2018 I would literally go to the gym do my warm-up on the treadmill, bike, or elliptical, and then I would go and, um, and at that point, when I was finished with the warm-up, I would then say, upper body or legs. Then I would say high rep, heavy sets, or moderate sets. High reps, of course, for me, was anything 20 to 50. Um, moderate sets were the stuff that I could do a minimum at the best 12 and then heavy would be something that if I could do 10 reps it was too light um and I would make that decision literally on the fly and I did that up until 2019 then in 2019 I added some compound work to my stuff for those who are unaware compound exercises are the bench press the squat um standing row and deadlift, which I fell in love with in 2020. Um, I started doing those and incorporating them into my workouts until finally in 2022, I decided to do complete training blocks where I would break down my upper and lower body exercises, mix in compound work, and then also mix in some high reps and some other stuff. And it was going great up until August. In August, I ended up getting hurt at the job that I don't ever tell anybody that I have or what it is. And as a result of that injury, I've been unable to be in the gym for the month of, well, for a while, like from August all the way up until the time that you hear this episode, I haven't been back in the gym yet. Um, I've been seeing doctors, going to physical therapy, had an MRI, going to find out exactly what's going on, and once I find out what's going on, I will be more um, receptive to tell you exactly what the injury is, um, but that injury has kept me out of the gym for months at a time, and it has completely destroyed my goals, which were right on par. I was gaining strength and endurance. My training blocks were working perfectly until I got hurt. And that's one thing that hopefully I can get myself back into depending on the results of my injury. Um, and that's the one that hurts the most, both literally and physically. Again, literally. And um, it, it's just, it 
it drives me nuts. It, it's one of the most frustrating things that I've had to deal with all of 2023, um, 2022, excuse me. And hopefully I'll only have to deal with it for a short time in 2023 before I can get back to work and um, get this uh, routine back because I believe that the training blocks that I had set up were really good and I'm real upset that I didn't get to do the one in December. Um, any I didn't get to finish any training block from August all the way up until now. And those were some interesting training blocks. Would have had some pretty good goals as far as my person is concerned. Um, I had gotten myself to the point where I had taken my time and I wasn't going to try to go crazy with any of the weights that I was lifting. And I finally got to the point where I was deadlifting 315 pounds for four reps. And I felt really good about that. Um, I felt really good about it. But since I haven't been able to get back to the gym, I, I'm not really sure what my future is going to be as far as working out from that point. Am I going to be able to go heavy in any way? Or am I going to have to just stay moderate and never go back heavy again? I don't know. But whatever it is, we'll figure it out when the time comes. That's pretty much the recap of what was going on in 2022 for me. And hopefully we can do a little better in 2023. Because I have some more goals, some things I want to try, and, well, here they are. For one, I want to reattack the gym again. I want to hopefully get myself better. And then I can go and reapply myself back to the gym and um, work on getting myself strong again, if it's possible. Or I should say, really important, I want to get as strong as I can get. I want to get into as good a shape as my body will allow me to get into. Um, if it's going to tell me based on the injury that I have now that I can't ever do that heavy stuff anymore, or maybe I have to stop the compound work, so be it. I'll just move on from there. But I do want to be able to get back into the gym and get something going again and maintain another good year of exercise. Because like I said, I missed a good August, September, October, November, December. I, I missed a good five months of working out. And it's taken a toll on me, obviously, physically and mentally. And I'm just hating it. I really am. And hopefully I can get back on track here in 2023. Um, well... Another thing that I want to try to do is um, actually do some more interviews on the show. It's one of my favorite things. I like to have a guest. I think it's fun to every once in a while um, have somebody tell me what they think about certain things, um, use their specific expertise in certain matters, and find out what they think about it like when I did the auto episode I have 
um, a great deal of background in the automotive industry, and I believe that I can be an authority in it, in certain levels, at a certain extent. And using my experience, I told it how I believed it to be. I would like to be able to do that with a few other ventures, a few other genres, a few other people. Um, I've had the wife, I've had her friend, I've had uh, the kids on the show, and those were all fun to do. But I do think that I'd like to expand that to some other people, some other pros, some other uh, businesses, see what their experiences were like. I'd also like to move the show on the road a little bit, take it to a restaurant, um, interview somebody there, uh, something like that. I think that'd be fun to do. Um, another thing is, on the down low, in the in-between time here and there, I was able to write a bit of a kid's book. And... I'm going to examine a few avenues next year to see, well, this year, 2023, to see if and how I can get that into print. I've heard some things about doing it audio, and I'm very curious as to if I can make that work out. I think that'd be pretty cool if I could get it set up for audio and maybe get some hard copies of it out there and see what I can see. Just another time, another opportunity, and maybe it'll work, and hopefully it will, because if it does work, fortunately enough, and if it does do well enough, I actually already have the sequel done as well. So I could have one go out and hopefully stand out and do what it's supposed to do, and then I can already have the next one ready to go. Um, that is all if it works out. But of course, like anything, if the one just completely flops, you just pretty much tear up the script of the second one and just move on past that and be like, all right, that didn't work out so well. But you never know unless you give it a little bit of a shot. Thus, I'm talking to you all right now on my podcast. That seemed to work out somewhat okay. Speaking of that, um... Turns out that I was able to do some pretty cool stuff this year alone on the podcast. I was able to record over 1,800 minutes worth of shows, and that was pretty good for me. I think that's not bad. And this is the first year that I was able to do it for an entire year, uh, January to de- through December, because the show initially started in May of 2021, and 2022 was the whole first full year that I was able to do so. Um, I was able to have the luxury of setting up my um, my my show progress, not my progress, my show um, ideas in advance, and be able to know what I was working on for the first time. Now you figure that first year from in May 2021 all the way till December 2021, I really was not winging it per se. I would be thinking of my topics maybe two, three at a time, and then I would record, and then I would 
get a couple more topics in our record, but as far as this year went, around May of this year, I had my topics already set up and ready to go from May all the way through till I believe it was October. And then from October all the way now, I have stuff in the books that I'm ready to record that go all the way through until February. And I even have some ideas of stuff that I want to do throughout March that I still have to get just sit down and put on paper, which means I have plenty of content that I'm already prepared to do. And that definitely makes the show a lot easier. I just find the time to record and then get my ideas out there. And I think that the fact that I've actually done that much stuff this year is pretty interesting. Turns out the analytics say that as far as followers and listeners go from last year to this year, I am up 220%, which means that a lot of people that weren't listening last year are listening now. I find that I must be doing something right if I'm able to get that kind of growth. Granted, I'm not expecting to have that kind of growth every year. Of course, I'd love to see that kind of growth every year. You tell anybody in a business or something that you're going to grow 220%, they're going to clearly say, yes, I'll have some more of that. Now, I'd also like to thank the different listeners from the other countries that have been listening to the show, which has definitely expanded a little bit from last year to this year. Just a little bit, I would say. I have people listening to this show from Iceland, Bangladesh, France, Hungary, South Korea, Iceland, Singapore, Morocco, Portugal, Colombia, the United Kingdom, New Zealand, Australia, Germany, India, Canada, and of course the good old U.S. of A. Which means that, to make a long story short, one of the goals that I had for the year was to hopefully be in every occupied continent. And of course, with the exceptions of some scientists in Antarctica, I literally have a global reach, which is kind of cool. I'm in every continent that has normal occupation to it. It's as cool as it gets. Um... I couldn't be more thankful for it. And I thank for each and every one of you people who's listened to the show, even for just a few minutes. I'm glad for you. I'm happy that you've done so for me and making The Lip a pretty successful show, more successful than I could have ever conceived or deserve it to be. Um, and on that note, man, I can't imagine that I could do any more in this main event, and truly, I think that I have come to about the close. So, I'm going to ring the bell in the main event. Ding, ding, ding. Well, the Spear of the Week is pretty simple to me. 
and that is anyone who attempts to drive drunk. I love you all out there, my listeners, but if you are going to do something like that, I promise you, if you turn around, you're going to see me doing my Roman Reigns impersonation. Hoo-ha! Waiting for you to turn around ever so slowly, and then bang! Spear you through your car door. Driving drunk is a terrible thing, and if you're listening to this right now, hopefully it's because you had a fun and responsible night on New Year's Eve, and everything went well. If not, without a doubt, anyone out there who's driving drunk will certainly be the spear of the week. Hey everybody, here we are at the close of the show. Um, if you're listening to this day of it came out, it's the New Year's Day already. Happy New Year to you. Um, probably about a half hour old at this point, maybe an hour at the most. Um, hopefully you're doing all the things you're doing responsibly and enjoying the evening as it may be. Um, yeah. I can certainly say that one of the things that I did while watching this show is not watching the show, but <laughs> I'm not watching it. Although I am the first listener, I am um, doing what my grandfather used to tell everybody all the time. Always make sure you have money when the new year comes in. And I got a little bit of money in my pocket even as we speak. And um, hey, that's what he used to say. And that's what I've done since I can remember. Um, now, as far as the rest of you out there go, if you want to tell me how your New Year's Eve was, or if you had any specific things you wanted to do, don't hesitate to look me up on the Instagram, which is, of course, Philip Henderson one five one zero two or the Twitter, which is at PissedPhil, two L's. Or even more importantly, and more favorably, if you would be so kind as to um, put this stuff on the uh, on the uh, Facebook page. Our group, the Lip Group. Because you never know. One of the other things that I would consider doing this year as it comes along is... I want to maybe have, like I said, I want to, I want to do some contests, perhaps some giveaways, perhaps, and all of that stuff is going to go through exclusively the, uh, Facebook group, all of that stuff's going to go through the group. So keep that in mind. If you're a listener, pay attention to what's going on on the group. I'm going to give you some things that I'm going to be doing in the show and put them out to the group, and you never know what you might win. If the contests come out, I'll make sure you let you know, and what you have to do in order to become the big winner for each one, and what the prize could be. Well, I'm going to wrap this thing up in two ways today. A couple sets of words of wisdom. Now, the first one is something that I've taken on as a mantle that I've put on my Facebook and I will forever do it on um, 
just in general, because it's something that my grandmother's brother, my late great uncle Bill, Deacon Sylvester himself, would say this every year at the New Year's Eve service at the church. And I'm going to continue that tradition here on my show and anywhere else you hear my voice during New Year's time. And that is by giving you what he would consider true words of wisdom, and I would agree with him. Well, I want you all to know that you shouldn't drink and drive on this New Year's Eve. Because the life you save might be mine. Ha! Remember that. Don't drink and drive this New Year's Eve because the life you save might be mine. That's part one of the words of wisdom. And now comes part two. It's not really necessarily an individual statement, but it's more like a countdown list. A top ten list. A very serious top ten list. Especially if you are the kind of people who like to go out and enjoy yourself on New Year's Eve into New Year's Day. I would highly suggest that these things you need to pay attention to because they'll probably save your life in the long run. And these are things you really need to keep in mind. Here it comes. The top 10 worst things you can hear when getting in when getting a ride from someone on New Year's Eve slash New Year's Day morning. Top 10 worst things you can hear the person who's going to drive you on New Year's Eve or New Year's Eve morning or New Year's Day morning. Number 10. I learned to drive in England, still haven't gotten used to the American streets. Number 9. I've been feeling sad a while. You still live on the other side of the bridge, right? Number eight. I should have I should have had that cataract surgery this afternoon. Number seven. No biggie. My brakes have been making that noise for the last three months. Number six. If we get pulled over, don't call me Joe. Call me Steve. Number five. When you, whenever, whatever you do, don't look in the glove compartment. Number four. Can you blow into this breathalyzer so I can get the car started? Number three. I have... (sighs) Ah, narcolepsy. Number two. Don't be alarmed about any noise you hear coming from the trunk. And last but not least... The most important thing you did, the worst thing you ever want to hear someone say when you're getting in there, a ride from them on New Year's Eve is YOLO. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that's the show for today. 
I hope you enjoyed your evening, and I hope that you have a great new year. My name is Phil, and you've just listened to The Lib.